Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the What Did He Said podcast. It's your boy Chingo Bling. It's good to be back. Uh, we apologize for not being consistent with the podcast. Uh, the Rona threw me off. But if you still enjoy the podcast, you want us to keep going. And, you know, it's just sometimes it's hard to get guests up in here, man. But I did get my boy Javi Luna, comedian Javi Luna extraordinaire from Corpus Christi, Texas, my brother. Uh, we have an episode with him, but I just want to do a little intro uh, real quick to set it up because it's a short convo with uh, with my boy Javi because we had like three shows to do right after that interview. So we hung out. We uh, we enjoyed some craft beer. You know, we talked about, um, you know, comedy and, and just the state of the world. But um, I'm feeling good, man. I feel like I'm turning a corner in in this little journey, which is. You know, rolling with the punches, dealing with the lockdown, dealing with uh, tour being pretty much canceled or, you know, postponed. But we're back. We just did Houston. We did a hell of a weekend. Uh, six shows, I believe. Pretty much all of them were sold out except for Friday first show. But it was packed. Um, the response was great. The feedback was great. Everybody had a blast. Uh, shout out to all the artists. All my friends that stopped by. Uh, Lucky Luciano, uh, Dice Soho. GT Garza, Chris Style Pop, and their whole camp, you know, 3 a.m., everybody. Um, a lot of people, man. I know I'm forgetting somebody. Oh, of course, uh, the homie Michael Berry, he brought a crew of people, man. He brought the fire department chief, um, Mark Lopez, a silver medalist in Taekwondo, um, some chefs and restaurateurs, I believe the word is. Uh, but we had a great time, man. Um it's good hanging with those folks and just getting a different perspective on life. You know, they, they, they don't come from the comedy world. They don't come from the rap world. So it's good to mix up your friends, man, and, and just kind of like, you know, not be all about your job all the time, which uh, I've had that habit for many years. I didn't really have balance, but uh, we're in a good space, man. We're making time for, for exercise. You know, I'm 41. I'm thinking about slowing down on the smoking, you know, might just try to do it just at night. But that's the challenge, man. You know, maybe I can replace the habit of wanting to, you know, puff a little bit just when you're stressed out or overwhelmed or whatever the reason is. Maybe I could replace that habit with like, all right, you stressed out, overwhelmed, do 10 burpees, bro. Why you ain't did 10 push-ups? Do some sit-ups, bro. That could be productive procrastination. <laughs> So sometimes you got to hijack your mind and short circuit, you know, the habits. But um, so before we get into the intro with uh, Javi Luna, I'm actually headed to Arlington. That's right. In the DF dub in the Dallas Metroplex. We have uh, Arlington Improv this weekend, a whole bunch of shows. So uh, hopefully, man, we'll see you there uh, calling out all my people from the Fort Worth area, Ag Town, you know, the D, D Town. Uh, I miss my homies out there, man. Luis Juarez, uh, Midnight, you know, um, Celebrity. You know, a lot of comedian friends I have out there. And it's amazing to get back on the road, man. It's amazing to start putting these new jokes in there, talking about these new stories, these new experiences. Really looking forward to, like, tighten it up. And, you know, I I'm liking this material, man. I'm wanting to film it. You know, who never know. I have some old material we filmed. Mm, Might have been, like, two... A year or two ago now, a lot of jokes I don't even do anymore. And, you know, like my sign language joke, uh, all the birth, bruh, all the home birth. My wife having a baby at the house, no epidural. 
Um, you know, that type of shit, man. Um, I'm looking forward to those kind of stories, telling those stories. But uh, I'm not going to chew your ear off, y'all. I got to run to Home Depot and return this generator. Yep, I still got that generator in the back of the truck. I don't think I have my receipt. I hope I don't get into no shit with the Home Depot people. So that's where I'm headed right now. Uh, return the generator. I think I'm going to get Subway for lunch. Uh, we just had a tough workout, man. I'm, I'm hungry. Uh, what are the errands and stuff I got to do? I got to upload this podcast and do some other like social media promo. You know, we got to promote, let people know we coming to San Antonio, the LOL Comedy Club, the end of September. After that, I have um, El Paso. This is the rescheduled date, right? Because we only got to do one show and then some shit went down with the license and TABC. Just a bunch of stuff y'all don't need to know. Long story short, um, you know, hopefully we get a hold of this virus. Don't forget, y'all, elections are around the corner. Hopefully by then we'll have a little bit more answers. You know, I don't know. I don't know. All, all I know is Joe Biden came out to Despacito. And, you know, I'm not crazy about the taxes and, you know, all this stuff. Some of the stuff he talking about, you know, I, I want to see what's going on with education. I want I want to make sure he don't send more of our guys and gals out to endless wars over i don't know who what i want peace you know i want a little bit of law and order but joe biden did play that despacito bro and i'm torn i don't know what to do but uh anyway um like i said looking forward to getting back on the road hopefully things get kind of back to normal you know I, i hate to see all these small businesses and all these people that, you know, hurting and shit, you know. I sure as hell don't want to see no comedy clubs shutting down. We already lost Cap City, which I had never really been uh, scheduled to perform there. I usually have to do something else like the North Door in Austin, which I heard also shut down. So, Austin, chill out, man. Y'all need to open it up a little bit and let people get to work so we don't lose all these cool venues. You know, Austin is a live music capital of the world. It's a great comedy town. Uh, we're hearing Joe Rogan might open up a comedy club. So I guess I'm going to have to be, you know, go over there and be cool with Joe Rogan. I don't know. That might be difficult. That might be tricky. But uh, make sure you guys take care of yourselves, man. Um, we're back. It's Friday. Well, uh, it might be Thursday. When, yeah, I think it's, it's Thursday. We are back. It is Thursday. Hope you guys have a great, safe weekend. Uh, I don't know where you live, how locked down it is, but let me know, man. Email me. Mm, send it to uh, cblingtv at gmail. Boom. I just put an email out there. So I'm going to wait and see who's really listening and who's really emailing. What y'all want? What y'all want? I wish I could do a solo podcast, you know, because that eliminates the whole thing of having to round up guests and shit. And then, you know, they're, if, they're, if they're not available, then you got to zoom in and then the audio's iffy want to do a lot but ladies and gentlemen without further ado it's the what did he said podcast we will see you uh, arlington improv this weekend and then we have san antonio the last weekend of september and then we have el paso the first weekend of october and i think that might be it for me for the year but hey that's all we need baby texas is the best and we got new music coming new merch very excited for that uh hopefully they don't cancel thanksgiving they don't cancel christmas because i heard that in california they cancel halloween i don't know how you regulate that i don't know how you enforce that 
I don't know how you cancel Halloween. But that's what I heard. My boy Jerry Garcia, comedian Jerry Garcia, told me Halloween has been canceled for Californians. If you're from California, reach out, man. I want to make sure y'all good. Let me know what's cracking out there. You know, it's looking crazy. Fires and homelessness and and crime and, and just a bunch of violence. I mean, that's what the news shows us, right? I'm sure 90% of it is okay. But, uh, you know, we're going to pray for y'all. Make sure that that smoke clears up. Y'all get some good, fresh air soon. Y'all get a little bit of normalcy soon. Y'all get to go outside and enjoy soon. Uh, and hopefully I'll be on the West Coast. Hopefully 2021. It's, it, we were supposed to be out there the whole summer. We had 10 weeks worth of shows from San Diego to San Jose. We were going to bring the nanny and everything, Airbnb, everything, like motherfucking uh, Beverly Hills hillbillies. But uh, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We got Javi Luna in the house. Make sure you support Javi. He's one of my buddies. He's one of the best comics I know. Hilarious, very funny. Follow him online, Javi Luna Comedy. And he just put out a comedy album. It's called uh, Straight Out of Corpus. Jokes I used to tell, some I still do. Ladies and gentlemen, Javi Luna. Quick episode, yeah, and we're live. Quick episode because we got a show, last show, Houston Improv. It's been great. Uh, We did three last night. Tired as a mug. Three marathon. It was a fucking marathon. Uh, But it's good to be back. Good to be on stage. And um, this lockdown has thrown off so many projects. We were just talking about, um, you know, like when you write stuff, Mm -hmm. like a movie or something. you know, you might want to get all, get all creative and be like, yeah, it was snowing and then Godzilla came out and like all this <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, that, all the special effects. And that later, all the stuff that later, they're going to be like, man, we can't make this for no <laughs> less than a million dollars. Right. Or just, or just how many cameras it takes to make, to make a, a shot look like in a movie, look the way it does versus just you got one iPhone, one angle and what that does for, for storytelling. You know, God damn, I'm knocking shit over. Go ahead, bro. Keep, keep going. You know, and just what, uh, you know, not not understanding exactly like what it takes. Like, like, and, you know, when I feel like, like with the stuff like we do, like with sketches and stuff, the more you do that, I feel like you start to understand like what goes into making content. You know, mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel that's why a lot of people don't understand. Like, like, what is that a content creator? Well, it's a full time job for real. Because <laughs> to do it and do it, do it good to do to do it where where it has any kind of production value. And then and then monetizing it. Right, and that yeah, that's a and then that's a whole other aspect. Just the making it is a full time job, and then yeah. you got to figure out how to how to get it to the audience you want it to get to. Yeah. Right, past algorithms and all, and all get your money stuff. back. Yeah, recoup. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. What's it gonna What's it gonna cost you? You know, yeah. to to uh, to make something. Like my buddy from Dallas, man. He wrote this um this whole short film. It, mm-hmm. It's pretty. It's, it's got like a whole moral story to it or whatever. But right. um, we haven't been able to do it because it's been like, hey man, how's your August looking? Or, uh-huh. well, I'm supposed to be in El Paso, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, hey man, my camera guy, uh, he had another thing come up, so we gotta push back, or uh, there's a lockdown, whatever. Like this whole thing has been like, right. mo- trying to hit a moving target. Right, so. yeah, yeah, you talk about equipment, and then people that know how to, just to shoot something like that, just to shoot a little five minute, you know, story a short story like you said a short film 10 minutes long whatever 
it, it's going to be, you know, you think, like, oh, it's 10 minutes. It's just going to take, you know, what does that take you, like a day? It's 10 minutes. You should you shoot 10 minutes worth of a video in one day. But no, when you think about the takes and then you got to change camera positions. Mm-hmm. And then as far as the cost, you got to rent those cameras. You got to have people that know how to operate those cameras other than yourself because you can't be in mm-hmm. in three places at once and try and try and then lighting you know. audio oh, and lighting is a whole other thing man <laughs> if, if you if you want it done like you said right depending where, where it is right like like what what kind of production value yeah you want on it so yeah we were talking about that about about writing to man we had a great conversation i'm like you know what we should probably be recording this within the means <laughs> that you have man like and that's that's what i what what, what i you know i, I want to try to you know do with you right i, I look at writing stuff now like especially during the pandemic, right when that it cut out the the whole you know the touring income mm-hmm. and all that, you know if you if if you look at it like 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 Mexican cooking, especially like Tex-Mex cooking that I grew up with, our dishes are very repetitive, right? Everyone does that joke about well, what's a taco? Well, it's meat. It's a tortilla with meat and cheese. And mm-hmm. well, what's an enchilada? Well, it's a tortilla and with meat and cheese. And sauce, and, like, yeah. It's repetitive because the cooking was born out of necessity mm. right so 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 the dishes are, are similar and cooked in different ways because that's what they had they had tortillas they had beans they had meat <laughs> you know and they just found different ways to to keep working within the confines of 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 what was available so when you look at like like uh guys like roberto rodriguez mm-hmm. right who who understand like I, he only had eight grand to make on mariachi so he wrote a story that he could tell with with eight grand. What do I what you know, uh what do I have available to me to tell this story? You know, you look at guys like Kevin Smith. He had someone told him, Hey, you can use my this I have this convenience store. Mm-hmm. You can use it. Great. So now I have my setting for mm-hmm. my story. I know that whatever I'm gonna write right now has to happen. It has to all take place in this right fucking there. convenience store. <laughs> You know, and and to to learn to uh, to write to that as as opposed to like, you know, most creative writers think you know, well, I'm only bound by the limits of my imagination. Yeah. Well, if you actually want to make something and put content out there, you gotta you gotta create with the means that you you have. Otherwise, you're never gonna get a lot of your ideas. Yeah, out Robert there. <clears throat> Robert Rodriguez. He says, uh, he said, there's there's, um creativity and limitations or there's mm-hmm. freedom and limitations something like that mm-hmm. and he told that same thing where he's like i knew i had a i think he was like i knew i had a turtle a guitar right and access to a school bus <laughs> that we could do a stunt off right. of. so he's like okay i wrote it about a dude that had guns in his guitar case and i had access to a bar you know stuff like that yeah, so exactly. then you, you yeah, ride around it. ranch or something like that you know that's pretty dope man that's very inspiring i remember um after uh, I had to go to Austin to do something at their at Troublemaker Studios, and we got to go on set and, mm-hmm. and meet him and all that, he was filming, um, what's that, Vam- A Dust Till Dawn, the series, mm. which I think he wrote all of that. Oh, yeah. And it was cool to watch him on set where he's just like sitting there playing with his guitar and they're setting up the next little action scene. I think they threw me in as an extra. They're mm-hmm. like, fuck it, you ain't doing nothing, get in there. <laughs> um, but, uh, I came back from that trip inspired because that's when I was like, man, you know what? Let me let me rent this house from my sister. 
we're gonna use it as a set i'm you know that's when the little dirty orchata experiment it's like yeah. let's just fucking dive stuff in like that yeah you gotta mm-hmm. but like that exactly mm-hmm. like that like hey this is what you have this is you knew what you had you wrote a story you know and you know it, it comes out how it comes out but that willingness to create and to and what you can learn from from that experience like that's in, in, invaluable because now in future projects you'll mm-hmm. yeah exactly you know what goes into it yeah you just you know? know realistically like i know how it's gonna come out if you do it that way right <laughs> basically right so like when, which is like some uh thomas edison shit like right. well and, that didn't and, work and so then as an artist right then you want to okay you knew like like then the one that we were working on you know back i don't know what is it two years ago now you know that i still have hopes will come out someday yeah you know but you know we think okay this was the the production level on dirty orchata you know so so now you you want to let's let's up it a little bit you know and and then you'll get to the point you know where you know someone will write you a blank check to go make a project yeah but you have but you have to kind of you know you got you got to walk for it i like i think i look at stuff like like youtube and and instagram tv and all this content creation it's kind of like while it's great to build your brand or whatever i look at it like as uh open micing for con for you know yeah i want to do yeah i want to do a a full-length movie someday or i want to write a a tv show Mm -hmm. for netflix but that ain't gonna happen tomorrow but what I can do is I can write a web series that that I can shoot for a couple grand and put it on YouTube, you know. Or I can, you know, write, you know, a cartoon that's two minutes long and put it on Instagram. Uh-huh. That's what I can do right now, and it's gonna build you up and me as as a as a writer to where when that opportunity does come to 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 write on a larger scale with a larger budget, mm-hmm. you know, I would have I you know. I will have the tools necessary to to do that. Well, man, you're a hell of a writer. And um, what what did you name the 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 comedy album you just released? So, <laughs> so, so uh, I like uh, I wanted I wanted I am a comedy album fan. I like the 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 quirkiness of the album. So my early I recorded this back in 2014. So I named it. Javi Luna's Straight Out of Corpus, which you know, a play on the whole Straight Out of Compton thing, uh, and then uh, it has a subtitle to it. It's jokes I used to tell, and a few I still do, because I actually recorded it back in 2014, and didn't decide till in the middle of the pandemic to release it. I had put it out. I had like burned some copies myself. It was originally an album that I had recorded with with two of my uh, best friends. We used to call ourselves the Vatos Locos of Comedy, and we used to put on shows there in Corpus at this theater called the Aurora Arts Theater. And we decided, we were all new, we were all like had been doing comedy for like two years. And so we thought, let's all three record our sets and all put out an album together, you know, and it, or and uh, the other two guys didn't like their sets. Mm. So it was just mine. Mm. And mine was only like, my part ended up only being like maybe about 35 minutes. And I always felt like that was a little, a little short, you know, for, for a comedy album. And then flash forward to six years later, I've had this thing on my hard drive. I think I had burned a couple copies on my laptop and sold them for donations after shows or something silly like that. And uh, 
I noticed a lot of comics putting out their album, and as I started listening to more and more comics albums, I, I realized the runtime was right around that. Mm. You know, God bless everyone's attention spans getting short. <laughs> the, right? the, the, the the long form com- comedy albums kind, of, and because of now everything you can put out on iTunes, you know, fairly easily, you know, by by just subscribing to a few services, you can get distribution. You don't need the you know now's a great time for independent. You know, people. So I decided to put it out all these years later. Otherwise, it would have just sat on my old hard yeah, drive. It's interesting how um, <clears throat> the lockdown somehow allowed the time or the mindset or something to go and kind of like revisit stuff, you know, because mm-hmm. I've been talking about doing this uh, like documentary or something because I have all these old tapes and, um, it's like, man, the process of getting an old camera with basically converted from them old t- mini DV tapes, which I don't even think nobody uses or makes anymore. Yeah. So all these little parts and these cameras and this charger and the adapter and the wire for the thing, mm-hmm. all that shit, you got to like now get on eBay, Amazon. It's a whole fucking process. But anyway, um, I also started going through like old mixtapes and albums and things and just mm-hmm. looking at like, huh, is it time for a compilation or... Yeah. Maybe crank out some more new stuff and then maybe do a little hits thing or right. something or compilation or something. Yeah. So I don't know. I, it's interesting. Something about the lockdown where it's like, okay, we got to kind of like, this is time to, there's no excuse. It's like, you got to go through that storage unit. Like mm-hmm. you got to empty it out. You're paying rent on this and what the fuck is, what do you need from there? Yeah, exactly. Get rid of some of that shit. Um, you know, stuff like that. Uh, unfinished projects and yeah, it's definitely a great time to 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 kind of pivot. And like I said, the, I mean, the great part for me was that it was so old. Like a lot of those jokes, I don't do anymore. Or if I do do them, they're I do them sparingly, or I've rewritten them where they sound they don't end quite the same way. Because a lot of times, a lot of comics don't like to release projects. You know, everyone's always on social media being like, "Oh, just you know, you should live your show," and we don't do it because the 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 uh, the change out on the material, it's it's not as as short as we would like to like it to be. Just because it can't be, you know, you can't. Most comics cannot write a whole new hour every six months, or even a year. It's even hard now to to do a whole new hour every year. You have to really be focused and and writing driven to really get a cohesive set. So. We're that's why we're so hesitant to put out stuff like DVDs and, and albums, because once it's out there, unlike a mute where a song where you can listen to a song a thousand times and if you really like the song, you'll never get tired of it. Part of comedy is that that twist, that punch, that surprise, of that mislead. Yeah. And if you if you know how the joke ends, and you've heard the joke twenty times, even yeah. though you might still really like the joke that laugh's going to diminish every mm-hmm. single time because, you know, you almost have to, like, no not more, listen to There's no to more it. surprise. It's yeah. not, the surprise is gone, right? The shot, the, you know, the shock's gone, like, or the, you know, or I did that, I didn't see it that way until he said it is gone now because you've already heard it. So you almost have to, like, forget about it. You have to, you have to like, not listen to it. Like, I have, you know, George Carlin albums and Flip Whoops albums, but I know them. So I don't listen to them that often because... And then I find myself like I'm listening to a comedy album and not laughing at it mm-hmm. because I already know what he's going to say. Yeah. 
you know, even though it's great comedy. Yeah. Yeah. You you you're listening to it to appreciate it in a different way. Right. Not necessarily like I have no idea what the punchline is. <laughs> right. Exactly. So 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 that was a good part for me. Like I said, the material was old enough where I could put it out and then not have to worry about okay, well let's say someone does listen to the album, decides to come to a show to see me and then they're going to hear everything they just heard on the album. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. And then, like, I found out this weekend, I was able to, to tell people, like, hey, I know you just heard me on stage. Here's a CD. It's still me. It's still my style. But I didn't do any of the any of the jokes on here. Like, you, So you could literally go to your car that mm-hmm. hopefully has a CD player. Mm-hmm. And I know CDs are kind of out of date already, but... You know, some people. If you haven't had enough of me, here's more. Yeah, here's more. You can literally (laughs) go to your car right now, pop it in, and you could hear a whole other, you know, uh, 35 minutes of me doing jokes that you didn't hear, you know, and, and, you know. Yeah, just like it felt good to say, oh, guys, by the way, I dropped a new single last night on the way home. Check it out. It's like, it's like, fuck yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be able to produce content or stuff or music or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, we were talking about um, a children's book or something uh, earlier. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we got ideas. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, all kind of ideas. But um, children's book. We got a cartoon we've talked about. Yeah. We got a web series we talked about. Yeah. We got a short film. We. That, we that's we, why I got to do these theaters, uh, Javi, so it you could just be saying? like get a whole team of animators. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, or you know, you know, looking for sponsors. You know, <laughs> holla at me. Invest, uh, in, investors. GoFundMe. Hit us up now, cause we we got scripts for days. Yeah, man. Once, once society opens back up, man. Like, I know this this lockdown lit a fire under my ass. Like, it just lets you know. Like, for example, New Year's Eve. What what'd you do for New Year's? Oh, man, you're gonna make me remember now. Um, like we had. Did, you uh, know what? I I we we did lo- We went over to uh so, uh a friend of ours house. They they had their kids out there uh, popping fireworks and had a uh, menudo and all that good stuff and and, and nobody could have predicted how twenty twenty unfolded. <laughs> man, I, I mean, I know it's kind of cliche at this point, but man, my twenty twenty was was looking good. You yeah. Know? Oh, a lot of people had big plans. Big big plans. This was the year. You know, uh, I had uh, two. You know, good shots, and I thought I, this was going to be my first, uh, I was going to get my first TV spot this year. You know, uh, one of them just didn't pan out, it just didn't get selected for it, so that had nothing to do with the pandemic. The other one yeah. is on hold indefinitely, you know, and, and until then, you know, and I, you know, so it, it was like, but that was my thought. I was like, 2020, finally going to get, you know, you know, that, uh, that TV credit that, that, uh, that comics, uh. you know, crave so much and and the cool part is now after, after this that might not even be as big much of a thing yeah because as it was like even with like me personally like i don't like i think bryson was asking yo what credits you want me to say i was like bro i'd rather you just be authentic and just say what you feel yeah and just set me up nicely to do a good job well, and it, it could backfire when you start giving too much hype yeah. too much crema yeah well well because that was before the before the credits were a big deal before social media and stand-up comics especially purists have have always kind of pulled back from social media because they saw it as a 
somehow like a lesser a form of comedy or it's gimmicky like i didn't get into stand-up to make sketches yeah yeah you know? yeah yeah, yeah. Or, or you know i didn't get in stand-up to work with big tech right exactly you know <laughs> tech what, whatever which is fine now they're fine like okay but it's almost social media is becoming the new tv credit it's no longer like hey that that was something that was born out of comedy clubs needing to figure out a way to market you because back before the only way a, a comic could could blow up was mm. to get on the tonight show mm-hmm. or or you know get on some some late night show or for somehow just have people organically find your album you know make some type of television appearance so that way when you come to my town i could put on a poster as seen on whatever hit show you were on and people come buy tickets. And now, one, there might not be as many comedy clubs as there was after after this, especially independent ones, you know. And two, well, you can have never been on TV and still have more people show up to your show because you have, you know, a hundred thousand on YouTube or you have what, you know, however many on TikTok or Instagram you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, I used to, uh, you know, work for, for a club down in Corpus and I saw it firsthand where, you know, the guys that were, had a YouTube following, you know, which a lot of comics balk at that, you know, like, Oh, you YouTubers, they're not comedians, but these comic clubs are booking them just cause they sell tickets. And some of them are really are funny guys. I mean, they're not, they're funny for a reason. They're, they got a following for a reason. Some of them are better at translating that to the stage mm. than others. And uh, I never understood why comics took such like offense to it. Because then I would see, but it was because they were so stuck in this mind of like, oh, I need to get on late night. And then late night will, will from late night, I'll get a, a secondary spot on a sitcom. And then I will get my own uh, development yeah, deal. Development and then deal. I will get a sitcom. <laughs> and then I will do five years of a sitcom and I'll get syndication. And then, uh, you then know. Then I go to get that mailbox money, residuals. Right, then, right. And now that that. that I'll be on Rodeo Drive shopping. And right. Then. And, and then what I saw was we were bringing in this guy. You know, not to to you know, because Corpus is, is its own animal with marketing, as far as comedy goes. But you know, this guy was on on a prime time show on a major network, one of the big three. Came on like actively on, like not a show that had got canceled. We had to give away tickets to his show. And even that, a lot of people didn't show up. Mm. That would did not happen twenty years ago. In nineteen ninety seven, if you had a show on ABC on t- yeah. and you did the funny bone that weekend, the funny bone was fucking packed. Big time. Because there's only back then there was only so many networks and only so many time slots and <clears throat> it wasn't video on demand. You know, before V what is it, V uh when you record DVR, DVR before all that, like Netflix and YouTube and all that, it's like if you were on ABC, that means you were one of the five shows right. that motherfuckers were familiar with, not five million. Right, <laughs> right. And so, but then, and then you look at like a YouTuber, right? Like, like, like Ryan Davis, who came in, no marketing at all, other than him Tweet, letting yeah. his followers know that he was gonna be here, sold the place out. I think like on a 
Wednesday or Thursday night, you know, and then you'll still get people like who never heard of him because people don't understand. Well, yeah, he has a million followers. That's a lot of people ticket sales wise, but in the general population, mm-hmm. that's not a lot of people that, mm-hmm. that know, but that finding your, your niche, mm-hmm. right. To find, to find your 1 million people that, that like your brand and like what you talk about and like what you damn do. 1 million people damn you, you know so or whatever set, or set the bar low for set us the bar low hey, you no, know or high. whatever even you know a hundred thousand or ten thousand you know whatever like you know like uh, that uh what is that one thousand true fans right the right book. the one thousand true fans right exactly exactly like that i mean i'm sure he has more than that with, I mean, he's with, simplified. with his numbers you know but uh but yeah exactly but if when you consider that well if if you let's say just because just the, the the easiness of the math breaking down, right? What what is Houston now? Like at six million? Shit, it's a lot. I don't know because they just annexed a bunch of shit. Okay, so so somewhere between six and Probably. seven. Probably. Yeah, because there were like five a few years last time. You know, I actively looked. So anyway, so let's say uh, six. So that means if he has one million followers just in the city of Houston, and and th- that one million spread over. Probably majority of the U.S., but probably even beyond that. So if you go and ask one out of six people in Houston, six, five of them are going to say, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Right? But yet, a comedy club only seats three to 400 people. So he only needs three to 400 people in each major city to be fucking with what he's doing, to be a fan of... Mm-hmm. Of what he's doing, and and comics stand ups haven't done a good job of thinking that mm. that way. They you know, they've been thinking like I said, I'm gonna be co signed by late night. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I, SNL, yeah. and this is why people are gonna come. Oh, I just me. need that one good agent. Right. I just need that one good manager. That one good audition. Right. It's like nah, man. You need that one good connection with right. your people and you know your how tribe. Do, yeah. Who you how resonate. do you find your audience? How mm-hmm. do you find your you know you know. Uh, Instead of casting just a wide net, mm-hmm. you know, instead of just, you know, and, and I think social media uh, stars do a better job of that, of really connecting with people that, that whatever be, they got to say, it resonates with those people. And being better promoters, too, mm-hmm. because if, you, if you're from the era where, like, oh, I'm on a sitcom on CBS or something, you don't have to do no marketing. And promotion, unless you got to go do some interviews, right, or a write up, go do press. Yeah, that's I'm it. Do press. Yeah, but that's it. It was and, and answer the same ten questions over and over, though. over and over again. Yeah. Well, hey man, uh, I'm gonna cut this one short. So All I don't right. know if this is gonna be a multi part or maybe I'll I'll get Bryson and it'll be a two part. All but, right. Uh, well, th- thank you for letting me ramble. Oh man, I want to do a whole a whole thing. We'll talk about that off air. But uh, straight out of Corpus, you can stream it, download it's it. It's on everything: iTunes, Title, Spotify. All that. If you look up just Javi Luna straight out of Corpus, easiest way to look at it. Google motherfucker. But, yeah. Uh, Instagram Javi Luna comedy. Yep. That's what's up. My my boy, my brother, Javi Luna, representing Corpitos. We got to go finish up at the Houston Improv Sunday night. One sold out. Show. Yo, tonight sold out, brother. Sold out on a Sunday. Um, Next stop, Arlington Improv next week, and then San Antonio, LOL. Y'all be good. Peace. <laughs>